Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Uh, there aren't many positive words from this one. Not a lot of fun to talk about. Brewers fall on a walk-off homer from Carlos Santana. They led for virtually the entire game. They lose 8-7. to seven. Matt Bush allows the two-run homer in the ninth with two outs when the Brewers had the lead. I'm Dominic Catronio with Jeff Cirillo. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty active night on the lines. We do have a limited show this evening, but Jeff, uh, I just kind of want to leave it op- open to you, man. I mean, just your instant reaction to what happened in the ninth and Matt Bush struggling yet again. Well, it's one of those games where you just you just kind of never felt safe, and, and even in that eighth inning, there's little rallies, and then you felt good about Terrain getting that, that double with the two RBIs. You felt like 7-3 on the road, but you just kind of felt something was still brewing, and they just uh, ran out of time in that one. And, and they ran out of arms. And the other part, as the story goes, as we knew, the Brewers were not going to have their A bullpen available tonight. They had pitched in four of the last five games. That had been made very clear from the beginning of the game. The Brewers' offense did its job, adding insurance runs. Thomas Pannone pitched very well. I think he would like that. Joey Weimer would like that line drive back uh, in the eighth inning that allowed a run to score and kind of made it look a little more surmountable for the uh, Pirates. And then Matt Bush, uh, again, it's been not great for Matt Bush in Milwaukee since he was acquired. And uh, the Brewers are in a race, and the Brewers thought they could use him in a game like this when they didn't have anybody else you know, of their A bullpen available. I was a little personally surprised they didn't use Bryce Wilson there, but uh, at the end of the day, it's you got to get outs, man. And he didn't get outs, and he gave up runs, and this is a performance-based business. And I know there are a lot of people that are angry on social media. A lot of people are going to be angry on the phone lines tonight. And it, at the end of the day, it's execution. He was still with two outs. With It would have been a an exhale-type game. Like, all right, Matt Bush probably wouldn't pitch the ninth inning on any other situation other than this 1-in-100 situation. And he failed in it. So it stings even more in that in that regard. Yeah, sometimes it looks a little spotlighted with Matt Bush right now just because he was a guy who's a piece that was added. He didn't really pitch too well last year, and he hasn't performed well this year. And then, like you said, you know, Pannon was great in the two innings, just kind of giving up two scratch runs. It was one of those ones that, that Matt Bush is going to catch a lot of flack tonight, unfortunately, because he's the one that pitches late in those ball games and, and when leads kind of flip to, uh, to losses. So it's, at the end of the day, there's a price, right? There's always a price to pay because the Brewers, with all the bullpen they had to use, right, Sunday against Cleveland, and then coming in with the four games in New York, they used a lot of A bullpen in that. This is when the tax was due. This is when the collector came to collect. And it was a team, a Pirates team, that, yes, Matt Bush struggled in the ninth, and we will get to that. But this is a team that, of its 11 wins now in the month of June, Nine of them have been come from behind wins, and it's their second straight four-run comeback. This team feels comfortable when they're behind. It's not a big deal for them, and they caught the Brewers at the right time without using their A guys. I want to make sure that, yes, the Brewers pitching staff did not execute, but at the same time, the offense tried to do its part, 
give them insurance. They had a 7-3 lead, and at the end of the day, the Brewers could not hold it, and the Pirates, as confident as they have been, the Andrew McCutcheon revenge game, if you will, this is just a story about the fact that it feels wasted, right? It feels like the offensive performance tonight was wasted with the way that it ended. Well, it was a great, well-scripted game for the Brewers and Council and the whole staff where you get a four-run lead, you feel like, okay, we're, we're down some pitchers. We feel like four runs going into the seventh inning. Seems like it might be insurmountable. But like you said, you know, the, the Pirates this month, they have a little pixie dust when it comes to coming back, and, and they showed tonight. It's one of those ones that we've talked about many times where, you know, these teams, they ride this ladder up and down, and they just feel like you said last the, the day before they came back four runs. So they had the belief, and, and McCutcheon and Santana turned back the clock there in the ninth inning. It was tough. I want to get to the phone lines, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 if you want to join us on the program tonight. Abbreviated program tonight, though, here late night. I want to get to Mike in Menominee Falls. He's been waiting patiently. Mike, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Mike, you with us? All right, Mike is uh, not with us then, so... You can call us back, I guess, if you're still listening, Mike. Uh, let's get to Sparky, who's in Madison. Sparky, you listen a lot. You're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Okay, hey, thanks for taking my phone call. Uh, you know, here's what I've been wondering here, and I don't know what you guys think about this, but Craig Council is not under contract for next year. And I don't know uh, what's the hold up there. I mean, this man, I don't think the Brewers would be where they are if it was not for his manager skills. This guy's been a great manager. I know there was talk that he's got two college kids going to college and they're playing college baseball. And I just saw John Heyman, uh, an inside writer for MLB, had a story here recently about David Stearns going to New York. And I know that, that that's a real mess in New York. And if he's not under contract, that David Stearns might want him to come to New York. And uh I don't know what you guys know about this. Uh, I, I don't know. We don't hear a lot about this. So what is your read on his future as a manager here for the Brewers? Could you guys maybe shed some light on that? Yeah, sure. Thanks for the call there, Sparky. The, the word that we got in the okay. preseason is this was brought up ready in, plenty in the preseason. And Craig Council was kind of politely asked to stop asking about it, basically, because uh, it, quite frankly, at the end of the day, it's Council's decision. He's under con- he's under contract for this year, not beyond next year. And Jeff, I know you feel the same way as me. This is Craig Council's decision. Uh, I can say that the Brewers want him. Okay, this isn't like a auditioning for his job type thing. The Brewers want him. I think Craig Council's at a point of his like like Sparky alluded to. He wants to make sure he wants to keep doing this, and he wants to do it when he's maybe away from baseball and things of that nature. But as far as I can tell, Jeff. The way that Craig Council feels is he just wants to manage this season and then figure out how he feels at the end of the year. It is totally in his court. Oh, I do. I think that he's it's definitely a buyer's market when it comes to Craig Council. And you know, to be honest with you, I mean, it's it, it served for him to not sign because he can just go on his track record of what he's done the last nine years in Milwaukee. They don't want to they don't want to lose him. I guarantee he doesn't want to leave. But at the same time, you know, he can always fluff up a market just like a player. Yeah, and it's one of those things that competition breeds a little bit more of uh, maybe some dollar signs and maybe some benefits, things of that nature. But uh, the reason why you don't hear a lot about it is because the fact that he's politely asked us to, hey, 
we I, I haven't signed anything. There's no story there. When there is a story there, you guys will know. So that's the reason why. I'll, I'll remind folks about that, but that's the main reason why. We're up against the break here, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. This is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making. That's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value. Only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Stay with us, Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. 855-616-1620. I'm Dom Catronio with Jeff Cirillo. We're going until just after the bottom of the hour tonight, till just after 1030. Uh, this one stunk. There's no other way to put it. 8-7 the final. Santana hits a walk-off homer off of Matt Bush. A couple of texts come in here. Matt Bush is 3-10 in save opportunities since we've acquired him. He's given up 11 homers in 33 innings. Why is he still here? Matt Bush was probably somebody that the Brewers had targeted for a long time. And you look at last year. Last year was just a an avalanche of bad news from the back end of the bullpen. And it hasn't been performing well. It's one of those things that for Matt, you add on the injury this year, He's come back, the velo's there, but the fastball is dead straight. And Jeff, as we know in this league, hitting is hard. But sometimes when the ball is dead straight and you see it well, we see results like we've seen against Matt Bush. Yeah, I mean, even even the pitch he threw to, to Santana was the spot where he wanted to try to go in and up on Santana. The pitch was there, and like you said, it was straight, and, and Santana beat him to the punch. You know, he threw the pitch. That, that's the frustrating thing sometimes with being a pitcher is you execute your pitch, and sometimes the hitter still gets you, you know. And unfortunately for Matt Bush, you know, sometimes, like I've told you many times, you know, these guys aren't robots out there, and confidence plays a huge part of it. And it doesn't matter what the readings are. When you throw it with conviction, it doesn't matter if it's 91, if there's no conviction behind it, and it's 96. Somehow, some way, uh, big league hitters smell that. And I know there's a lot of talk about Josh Hader being available as a rental at the deadline. I'd be shocked if the Brewers make that happen. Uh, I wouldn't mind it, but I, I'm sure the Padres' asking price would be pretty high given what they uh, are going through right now and the pressure that A.J. Preller is feeling right now in uh, San Diego. Uh, as Kurt Hogue would say, this is from the 262 Abner Uribe is must-see TV, and if you're not familiar with Abner Uribe to the listeners or to you, Jeff, this kid throws 100 miles an hour, he's a big body, he's got some personality on the mound. I don't think he'd be throwing the ninth inning of the big leagues in his rookie year, but he's on the 40-man roster, and he's in AAA, and he's somebody that I said in spring training, the Brewers are going to have an eye on this guy, and he's throwing 100 mile an hour with a little bit of sink, a little bit of cut. He's also got a devastating 91-mile-an-hour slider. Uh, I think we might see – this is another reason that the Brewers might might be seeing Abner Uribe sometime in the next couple of months. I mean, I remember in 2001, I know it's dating, going back in the old time clock, but I remember when Frankie Rodriguez or, or K-Rod came up uh, with the Angels right from AA, I think it was, and all of a sudden, you know, they just gapped that, that, that bullpen and went right to Percival, and then they had two closers back there. So I don't think it's out of the realm. Looking at the the rest of the bullpen tonight, though, I mean, Tom Pannone, as he's overshadowed tonight by the, the ninth inning from Matt Bush, Tom Pannone 
came in in the middle of the sixth inning for Freddie Peralta, and we haven't even talked about Freddie yet. Pannone, two and two-thirds, five hits, two runs, one walk, four strikeouts. In his first outing in the big league since 2019, he threw 59 pitches. 37 of them were strikes. I thought Pannone, uh, I tweeted this, he did his job tonight. And, yeah, it wasn't perfect, but asking for perfection was way unfair for Pannone. He kept the Brewers in it. He got more than what the Brewers needed, quite frankly, given the bullpen situation coming in tonight. And I think he should be, you know, walking out of that clubhouse with his shoulders high, very proud of the way he pitched tonight. Oh, absolutely. 2.2 innings pitched on the road, kind of a semi-new team. And, I mean, look, this guy bridged the gap to get to the eighth inning, and he did his job. He pitched outstanding for the team. I mean, like you said, you know, the Brewers were a little bit behind the eight ball tonight as far as their bullpen goes, just based on the fact they've played so many close games and so many games in a row. But every big league team goes through this, and sometimes, you know, you try and dodge a bullet, and just tonight they just weren't able to dodge that last one. Looking at the midway point right now, Jeff, the Brewers now have played 80, uh, 82 games. So they're one game past the midway point. They're 43-39. and 39. They're now a game back of the Reds of first place. Uh, I've talked about this with a few folks over the last few days. Being four games over five hundred now, just past the halfway mark, there, you know, there were five games over coming into today. But the, the, the thought for me is... I wonder if the Brewers could have got any more out of this current roster. Uh, the the offense is the number one glaring hole right now, but at the end of the day, when you consider the injuries and you could consider the performances of this team's main offensive stars, being four games over five hundred isn't the worst thing in the world, in my opinion. Oh, the patchwork they've done with the starting rotation is just simply amazing. You know, I mean, all these teams that go through the whole season and then they dip into their dip into their their uh, their depth in their, in their and you see a serious drop off or where the Brewers pick up Ray, they get Hauser back. I mean just getting quality starts at Teheran, they're getting quality starts out of guys they really weren't anticipating to get those those regular quality starts from yes, Teheran had a bad one last game, but overall, I mean his his body work's been pretty great. You know, the offense, like you said, is a glaring thing. I mean, what Craig Council has done and the whole staff to just keep this together is just, I mean, it's pretty amazing. We talk about it. We text back and forth as far as the offense goes. But, man, for them to be five games over 500 is is, is, a, is a piece of work for sure. It's been impressive to keep it together, sometimes by duct tape, but they've kept it together for the most part in a very weak division. And if you're in the hunt, we looked at the AL Central last year when Cleveland was in the hunt. They weren't leading the division heading into September. Then they got hot, and they got into the postseason. I can see something like that happening for whoever's going to win the National League Central this year. Just hang around. The Brewers haven't been more than two and a half games back uh, at all so far this season, and they're going to have plenty of games coming up with the Reds as well. We're up against the break here. We're going to take a quick breather. Stay with us, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Brewers fall 8-7 to in Game 1 in Pittsburgh. Back with more after this. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Fall, 8-7. to seven. I'm Dominic Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Jeff Cirillo and myself. Uh, we haven't really talked about the game. We haven't really talked about Freddie. Uh, I want to start with the offense, though, Jeff, because we saw signs of life from Owen Miller. He really needed that tonight, going 3-for-5. Clutch RBI double. Bryce Terang 
Another hit, another couple of hard hit balls as well. He also played some spotless defense again too. If those guys can continue to heat up and pick up some of the slack from Willie and Rowdy, good things are certainly to come for the Brew Crew. Yeah, right. I mean, it was good to see Terang. He's got a couple of hits, and you know, you thought he had the, the backbreaker night, especially the two out knock, and we'll probably grab into that one. But you know, sounds like we might have lost uh, Jeff there for a second. So third we'll bring. Oh, there he is. And you put up seven runs, right? You expect to win that one. But he said, you know, it's the major leagues, and sometimes you're going to get walked off. It doesn't matter who you are. There's going to be games where you just a team just snatches one back from you and walks you off. And tonight, unfortunately, was that night for the Brewers. It was good to see Owen Miller get three hits. Terang got a hit, you know. And, and But you need kind of those guys. I mean, I see Adamus, Adamus is down to 199, which is never comfortable. Right? If you're 82 games into the season, it's kind of you are who you are, right? You know, so one of those ones, and you hopefully that, that Adamus can have a better second half. And he needs it, quite frankly. I mean, he's he's a free agent to be after next season. And, you know, there's a big decision looming about his career and his future with Milwaukee and things of that nature. But, I mean, the dude needs to perform, and he knows that, and the Brewers know that, and the fans know that. So, And, and if he performs, the Brewers are going to be playing better. It's, it's as simple as that. And Rowdy's still waiting on his home run. No extra base hits tonight, but he did get a knock and uh, a one-for-three night tonight. And Rymel Tapia at the bottom of the order, not being afraid to drop a bunt, also drew a couple of walks today, showed off the speed on the infield uh, grounder that he scored from third on. Uh, the Brewers' bottom of the order continues to perform decently well, and it's just about the fact that the lack of consistent power is going to be what continually holds this team back. And I still think it's a message sent by Craig Council that when a lefty comes in the game and Rowdy's up late, he's pulling Rowdy. He, they're in... There's enough of a sample size there, like you just said, Jeff, that you are who you are at this point, and he's feeling confident with bringing Brian Anderson in or bringing in, like we've seen the last couple of days, Owen Miller in or William Contreras in to have that guy hit for Rowdy Telez in the later stages of the game. And uh, I know I sound like a broken record saying Rowdy needs to get going, but, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, Rowdy needs to get going. He's your three-hitter. He's your power supply. He had 35 homers a year ago, and he's been stuck on 12 for over a month. Right. I mean, it's one of those ones, too. And I know that this going into Council's mind as the manager, you know, you want to put these guys in positions where they're going to be successful, right? And so keep running Rowdy out there against lefties, especially the relievers, right? You know, they drop down, different angle. They don't see that every day. And then you're trying to get Anderson hot, too. So you're trying to get him in situations where they're going to be their most successful to gain that confidence back, and then they can probably not have to get pinch hit for all the time. So it's one of those ones that, that you hope that these guys, and we've talked about many times about the back of the baseball card, so he's trying to get those guys into positions where they're going to be successful. Uh, we're going to get to our difference-making moment of the game. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. If you get commissioned sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need, know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning that's customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealth.com. Jeff, do you have a difference-making moment from tonight that isn't as simple as the Carlos Santana walk-off homer? I'm going to just go back to Bryce Terang. I mean, that would have been such a big hit for him. You know, those add-on runs on the road, especially a team that's been able to come back, like you said, this month, coming back late in games. Uh, I thought that the backbreaker was Bryce Terang's two-out double. Big for his confidence. I mean, I'm sure he's going to feel better about it tonight, but at the same time, that was my difference-making moment at that point. Obviously, Santana's homer was the, the glaring one. 
That was glaring, too. I want to bring up Freddie Peralta here before we let you go. My difference-making moment is the 39-pitch fourth inning from Freddie. It has been so puzzling that this one big inning, it's been five straight starts where he's had one big inning derail the chance to go six, seven, maybe in some cases eight innings because he has to use so much energy in that frame. It all started off with an Andrew McCutcheon home run to left, followed by a walk, a wild pitch, strikeout, then another walk, and then the mound visit came before a two-run double, and it made a three-run inning. You can't get by with a 39-pitch inning. The Brewers are grateful he got into the sixth inning, but this is, again, who he is. Freddie's got to figure out what's going wrong with these one big innings that get away from him. Well, I think we've talked about this at length on, on, on Peralta, right? He shows you the stuff. And, you know, there's many guys that I played with, you know, it's one of those ones that's either penthouse, outhouse. You know, when everything is going great, you know, he looks like a Cy Young number one, number two out there with unhittable stuff. And then you get a little traffic, and then you put the pitch clock on him, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, there's a little traffic out there, and he has a hard time settling it down. And I really feel like the pitch clock really kind of hurts a guy like him, right? Because he's kind of hyper out there. He's kind of highly strung already. And that's one of those ones when you have traffic out there, it's the ability to, you know, look at the scoreboard, settle down. But you have 20 seconds or 18 seconds to throw the next pitch. So it's one of those ones. Also, I saw sometimes his arm angle gets a little bit low on his changeup where it gets thing and it kind of dives to the right instead of getting up on top. So sometimes, you know, they can, they can tunnel their pitches, but whatever happens, like I said, these guys aren't robots out there, and some, something happens with him when he gets traffic. And, and there's something about, though, tomorrow, though. Corbin Burns getting the ball. He pitched better. It came to a, a, a poor end his last go-around against Cleveland, but he pitched better against the Guardians. And him seeing that tonight and saying, all right, bullpen still needs a day, I like my chance with Corbin Burns in Pittsburgh and in a big ballpark, and I have a feeling, I have a funny little feeling that Corbin Burns is going to have himself a day tomorrow. I agree. I mean, it's one of those ones, too, though. you got to look at this, Tom, is that you got a team that's now walked off two teams in a row, basically, right? They were down, left for gone last two nights. So you got a little bit of a hot, hot team that you're facing right now. is a good crowd, probably going to be a big crowd out there the whole weekend. Um so I don't think I think it's going to be a tough task because they got a hot team. So we always talk about that getting runs early, especially on the road, to kind of settle back in. So it'll be a tough task for them tomorrow. As frustrating as tonight was, they can still win the series. And Jeff Cirillo with the analysis. Appreciate your time as always, my friend. We'll look forward to you next time you're on the program. All right, see you, Dom. Have a good night. All right, Jeff Cirillo here on Brewers Extra Innings. we got a little more to talk about. Let's get to Craig Council. We're going to play him a little early. He's going to come up next. You're going to hear from the manager after this on WTMJ. Now more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Let's talk about who is hot. Brewers fall 8-7, to seven, though. Walk-off homer from Carlos Santana. I'm Dom Catronio. You can follow me on Twitter at Dom underscore C-O-T. R-O-N-E-O, Catronio. Trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Don't wait until it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. Schedule your appointment today. I mean, it's hot right now at cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. That's families helping families since 1912. As for the guy who's hot, the candidate, Yelich has been good. He only had one hit tonight. Uh, for me, it's got to be Owen Miller. In case you weren't familiar, Owen Miller, we, we've talked about his hitting and his batting average. He doesn't technically qualify as a league hitter yet based on the number of plate appearances he's had. But with runners in scoring position, 
Owen Miller is actually leading the team in hitting with runners in scoring position. Thanks to his RBI double tonight, he's now hitting 388 with runners in scoring position. A 986 OPS. So when you wonder, why do they keep going to Owen? Why do they keep going to Ellie? He, he seems like a guy that gets better as the game goes along. In his second and third at-bats, he's able to make adjustments. And he's an aggressive hitter. He's not shy. He will swing the bat, and good things happen when you swing the bat. I said I wanted to play Council a little early tonight, so I want to get to Council here. He talks a lot about the ninth inning and plenty of questions about Matt Bush. So here's what the skipper had to say about tonight's loss. Yeah, I mean, we got to where we wanted to. Um, you know, just uh, ninth inning, oh well. What do you think? I mean, it's it's just a few times you've seen Bush, but you've, you've seen him earlier this season and last season. Um, is he close to where you need him to be? Is he ways away? Well, I mean, we haven't, um, you know, we haven't got results. There's the injury. Um, we haven't got results this year, clearly. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, you know, he definitely, you know, was effective at times last year. Home run balls, you know, it's still an issue. Um, and it's tough to be a you know, late inning reliever when the, when the home run ball is an issue like that. Was the fact elevated fastball on the touch in the, the Santana hits, right? Is it just like yeah. that, that, that? That's been his pitch? Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, not there right now. I mean, you're not making up pitches. You know, he's got, that's his stuff, and um, it's getting hit right now. Before that, Craig, Freddie had that one really long inning, but you had to be happy with how badly he needed that he yeah, came back. Yeah, you know, he survived that inning. We got out of it with the lead, um, came up and came out and got, you know, really four four big outs after that. Um, you know, we, we tacked on some runs, and, and Tommy kind of kept kept us there um, where we needed him. He made some big pitches, thought he did a nice job, um, you know, limiting the damage. Um, the ninth and goal. Yeah, Pinot just kind of did his job and yeah, got, got you to the ninth of the lead. Yeah, I mean, I think um, he, he did his job. He had some, you know, we gave him some breathing room, um, but he, he did what, you know, we needed him to do. The other thing that went well tonight is you, you scored and gave yourself, gave those guys a cushion so you could really let them go, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't have any choices tonight, so, um, you know, that was, that was going to be the guys and, um, you know, we just, um, you know, we didn't get the last out. That Weimer misplaying center, does that kind of loom large in a one-run game? I, I mean, the ball's hit very hard. Um, you know, the kind of ball that freezes you. And, um, you know, I think it's a play that Joey wants to make. Not, not a, I wouldn't call it an easy play, though. In that inning where you stacked together all those base runners, it was a whole bunch of different ways of getting on. Yeah. Um, do you want to make too much of one inning, but, but is that kind of an encouraging inning? Um, yeah, I mean, we did a really good job moving the line, a lot of good at-bats. Everybody kind of advanced the runner, even without. And um, but Tapia, tap, you know, Fremel had a really nice game with, with a bunt and then good base running to score that, uh, you know, to get the, the play at the plate to beat the throw. So, um, you know, and then just a bunch of good at-bats followed and, and some big hits. Most of these guys, or actually, was Wilson, was Wilson down tonight? As well as he, like, a big I, I did not want to use Bryce tonight. Um you know we got to we got to play tomorrow too, and we got to have we're still in the spot. You know we we went for it in the Mets series, um, used guys heavily. Um, we need to get guys rest. Um, you know Bryce is going to figure in the game tomorrow, um, and there, there's you know Matt Bush is 
on the roster, and it was, uh, it was he hasn't pitched in a while, and it was, he was fresh, and it was his job to get the, the outs in the ninth, and just couldn't get him. I'm going to react to that last statement there from Council coming up in the next segment. I just want to talk about bullpen usage, Bryce Wilson and Matt Bush, why they went with the way they did. I don't care if you agree or disagree with me. I'm just trying to reason with what the Brewers did. I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just trying to lay out what they saw and what they're moving forward with. Okay, so we're going to explain that coming up in the next segment. Stay with us, Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Rolling along here on the program, as we just heard Craig Council talk about the fact that he wanted to stay away from Bryce Wilson tonight in the loss. And I asked that earlier, you know, why not Bryce tonight as opposed to Matt Bush in the ninth? Bryce Wilson threw 21 pitches in relief on Wednesday, 14 pitches in relief on Tuesday in the loss then. And Craig brought up the point that they still have to pitch tomorrow. And the reason why the Brewers went after it in that Mets series, as Craig said, is you look at the guys that they had lined up for this series with the Pirates. Freddie Peralta has pitched into the sixth inning multiple times, and he can pitch past the sixth inning if he had solved that 39-pitch fourth inning. Corbin Burns has got to be able to give you length like an ace is able to. So the reason why you get after it and use a lot of the bullpen against the Mets is because you've got horses that you normally depend on to give your bullpen a break coming up against the Pirates. So they say, okay... Freddie and Corbin, we're going to need length out of you guys. But in the meantime, we're going to use our main arms. Fred, Devin Williams, four of the last five games he had pitched in prior to tonight. Elvis Piguero, he had pitched in five of the last six games coming into tonight. Hobie Milner had pitched in five of the last six games coming into tonight. Yoel Piamps had pitched in back-to-back games in stressful innings as well. 35 pitches over the last two days. I know... You think that the pitch tally may be the end-all, be-all, the reason why a guy is available or unavailable. 82 games into the season, some guys' arms are hanging, man. I have seen it firsthand. Just because a guy's throwing 96 on the radar gun doesn't mean he's feeling good about it. Or furthermore, just because a guy feels like, oh, I'm good to go, Skip, and then he goes out there and throws 94 right down the middle, and then bad things happen. So... It's the balance of a manager keeping the pulse on his bullpen. It's the hardest thing to manage in baseball because nobody's ever 100% out of the bullpen, but the expectation is to be 100% out of the bullpen. And part of the picture is you do kind of have to shield the fact that if Corbin gets on back on track tomorrow, if he throws six into the seventh inning tomorrow, you'll feel a whole lot better about yourself. But then he got Colin Ray, and I know Collins pitched well, but he hasn't exactly given a lot of length. Now, the Mets were an aggressive team. The Pirates are also an aggressive team, so maybe that can work in his favor on Sunday. But this bullpen scenario is not going to be solved until either A, a starter goes eight innings, or B, the Brewers are winning the game like 10 to nothing. So something like that needs to happen in these next 48 hours for the Brewers and Pirates and for the Brewers to get back on track, getting the arms where they want to be. I understand the disagreement of using Matt Bush in the ninth inning. The performance hasn't been there, but at the end of the day, the Brewers needed to go with a fresh arm, and he was the freshest arm available in the bullpen tonight, and he did not execute. I'm not making an excuse for him. He did not execute. He knows that. It is part of the job. You fail or you win. There is no in-between. And tonight, he failed. It stinks. It's frustrating. 
it's a loud walk-off loss in a game you led for most of the game. But it's one game. It stinks, but you still have an opportunity to win the series, and you got Corbin Burns on the mound tomorrow. There were some highlights. We're going to play those coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. I know y'all are sick of my optimism. They can still win the series. And there were some bright spots from tonight, specifically from the offense. Didn't need a home run to get seven runs. Yeah, they were human only. Their seventh loss this season when scoring at least four runs. They got some offense from the man on the top. Christian Yelich. Vito brings home the pitch, and Yelich turns on it out to deep right. Going back is Davis. Jumping up, it's off his glove, and onto the warning track. Weimer falls down around third. He's going to score anyway. Here comes the throw, and he slides in there safely. Tapia on to third. Yelich into second with an RBI double. And the Brewers on the board. It's one to nothing crew. That's how the scoring opened in this game. Lane Grindle on the call. Then a little bit later, uh, Owen Miller at the plate trying to add some insurance with the Brewers hanging on to a 4-3 to lead in the seventh. The pitch. Line drive over the glove of Triola. And into left field around third is Yelich. He's in there safely sliding into third is Contreras, and into second goes Owen Miller. He delivers a big insurance run for the Brewers. It's 5-3 to three crew. And yet they weren't finished in the frame. Bryce Terang, fresh back from AAA, continues to spray and hit the ball hard. First pitch to Terang is lying down the right field line. This is trouble. It will go all the way to the wall on one hop. One run is in. Around third is Miller. He will score. It's a two-run double for Bryce Terang, and the Brewers on top 7-3. Brewers, though, of course, would lose that 7-3 lead and fall 8-7. Thomas Pannone pitched well, pitched into three innings of work, two and two-thirds, five hits, two runs, both earned. He also struck out four, but it was Matt Bush blowing the save, giving up a walk-off two-run homer to Carlos Santana in this one. We're getting ready to wrap up the program here coming up after this on Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers fall 8-7. No fun tonight. No fun at all. But nonetheless, they've got two more with the Pirates and they'll try to take a series against Pittsburgh. Also, Shohei Otani just hit his 30th homer of the year. It's June. That's crazy. Uh, Mike Menominee Falls, we tried to get to you earlier, but we've got you now. You're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, I, I want to know when people are going to start holding Craig Council responsible for some of these losses because there's no reason why we should be losing these games in the, the bottom of the ninth inning when he brings in people like... Like the, the reliever he brought in, he's just not that great. We've known it, and he lets him run until the end. It's dumb. And he never scores runs. He has a chance to. He doesn't play small ball. He refuses to score runs when he can. This is probably about, I can think of probably eighth or ninth game to, tonight that he has lost this year because he just refuses to win. You need four qualities to be an effective professional person. You have to have a degree of urgency. You have to have fire, passion. And they have to have a killer instinct, and Craig, unfortunately, doesn't have any of the four qualities. So, as a result, we keep losing these close games, and and that's where the Brewers are. And nobody ever talks about the fact that he just makes terrible decisions and lets people run out to lose games for him. And I don't understand why he has never held us responsible for any of the losses that they re- receive. They keep blaming players, but he puts the players in situations where they're not going to be successful, 
And a good manager doesn't do that. If we well, have somebody I, like Rosa and I, these I other guys, the call, though, Mike. I, I understand. I understand the frustration, Mike. He has squandered everything. He squandered everything. I don't think he squandered everything, but I do appreciate the honesty, Mike. I do really do. I think the thought tonight, absolutely, it backfired tonight. The, the decision tonight to use Matt Bush, 100% backfired. And I also want to point out the Brewers coming in tonight had the second-best record in baseball in one-run games. So they are winning close games. I also want to point out the fact that they did play small ball tonight. Rommel Tapia dropped down a base hit bunt. They hit doubles. They didn't hit a home run tonight. They put the ball in play. They didn't strike out a whole lot. They scored seven runs tonight. Normally that's enough. But unfortunately, Matt Bush failed in the ninth inning. And I know that folks are mad that Matt Bush had the ninth. He's not going to have the ninth again anytime soon. The only reason he had the ninth is because of how much they used the bullpen over the last week. This was a one in a hundred scenario that none of the A bullpen was available. These guys are human too. These guys cannot throw every single day, especially in June. If the Brewers have October visions, you have to look at that September, October vision even when it gets difficult in games like this. But, Mike, I'm with you. Tonight's decision backfired. I'm not with you in the fact that Craig Council has lost them eight or nine games. I completely disagree with that statement. I could maybe pick three at the most. At the most. But everybody's human. Everybody makes mistakes. And I completely disagree about the killer instinct. And that's how we're going to end the show tonight. Because I've seen Craig Council scowl face-to-face. It's not a fun scowl when you ask a bad question. That's going to be it for Brewers Extra Innings. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. I know tonight's stunk. We've got Brewers warm-up tomorrow at 2. I'm also going to be on ESPN Milwaukee tomorrow from noon to 2. Uh, we're going to do our Brewers midseason report live from Summerfest. So if you're at Summerfest, come over and say hello from noon to 2. Matt Arnold is actually going to be on the program. He's scheduled to be at 12.15. So we hope to hear from you over there as well. My thanks uh, as well to Jeff Cirillo for joining us as always here on the program. And also my thanks to Matt Sossler, our producer. I'm Dom Catronio. The sun's going to come up tomorrow, I promise. Brewers fall 8-7 to seven in walk-off fashion. Until next time, keep on swinging.